Hi, I'm Ariel. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> We're still getting used to it. We're but. still getting used to it. We'll okay. get there. We'll get there. So on today's episode, we're talking about how being a good mom is really hard. Yes. You often say, and I've stolen it from you, being a good mom is hard. And I use that every day in, when I'm talking to other moms or myself or my mother-in-law. You do? Wow. Every day. Because I think it's a really good thing. It is. It's it easy. reminds you that like you're doing the hard stuff, not because you want to torture yourself, but totally. because you want to be a good mother. Yes. Did your mom or dad ever say to you when you were growing up, this hurts me more than it hurts you? No, I don't, I don't know. I know I've heard that before. My mom but and dad used to say that to me all the time. Have. Really? Oh, and they're divorced, but they both said it to me. That's so funny. On like different times is yeah. when I was grounded. Like this hurts me more than it hurts you. And mm-hmm. I would be like, fuck you. No, it doesn't. My life right. is over. Right. But so, now I have a teenager and- mm-hmm. It's true. It does hurt you more than it hurts them because being a good mom is really hard. I, that's why that I think of that. This hurts me more than it hurts you. Being a mm-hmm. good mom is, is hard is just a more modern way of saying that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So like, tell me about it. Like, why do you feel that way? Well, because so let's say if if they lose technology, for example, mm-hmm. being a good mom is hard. If they are trying to shake you down. Hour after hour, minute after minute, what can I do to earn it back? How can I get it back? I'll do anything. They just suck the life out of you. It's so much easier for you to just say, oh my God, okay, fine, take it. Right. Just please take it and shut up. (laughs) Shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut Um, up. And then you want to like lock yourself in the closet and just be thankful that you have five seconds of quiet. Yes. That's like the easy explanation of being a good mom is hard. Yeah. Right. For like, that's an easy example. That's like textbook. Right. Right. A harder one would be, I have an 11 year old and all of his friends have cell phones Mm -hmm. and we are hard now on cell phones. We're trying really hard to wait until eighth grade. It's really hard, but I know it's the right thing to do because his mind is not ready for that. Right. You know, we're, he has an iPad, he's got, you know, access to the world wide web. Right. But there's you know, conditions around that. And it's something that my husband and I can monitor and watch in a, in a environment that's really safe Mm -hmm. for him to make mistakes and for us to help him learn from those mistakes. Right. But I feel like the moment we hand him a cell phone, then we kind of lose a little of that control and power. And Mm -hmm. I, and I hate saying control and power because it, I'm not trying to micromanage my kid and I really want him to, to grow up to be a responsible young man. But we also don't, as adults, really understand the World Wide Web, right? Well, and we know that adults can't even handle we it. We can't even handle like, it ourselves. And there's so many people who are handed over to, it to and, our children. Right. Yeah. And they and and if adults can't handle it, you have to be insane to think a child could, let alone a teenager whose, you know, prefrontal cortex isn't developed and they can't make good decisions just as a teen in general, mm-hmm. not even including technology. But then you put technology on the plate and they don't make good choices because that's part of being a teenager. Right. And they're going to make mistakes. We all made mistakes. Right. And nobody's mad about that. that right. Life is learning through your mistakes. But 
Um, and I, we've talked about doing an episode on technology. We'll probably do multiple ones on technology. We can definitely go back to this. That's just Um, like, that's my, yes, that's the hard. And that's hard. That's probably one of the hardest things we're dealing with right now with our oldest, because we also don't do cell phones, but beyond that, it's just making decisions in general as a parent is Mm -hmm. so hard. Like nobody tells you before you have a kid, like I remember, and I tell this to my kids all the time. <laughs> when I was growing up and I was a teenager, I was like, I, I don't even know if I was a teen. I was probably similar to my oldest's age. I was probably around 12 where I was like, my mom made this mistake. My dad made this mistake. I'm not going to make that mistake. When I grew up, I'm not going to be so hard on my kids or I'm not going to, you know, push them in this direction or whatever, like whatever it was at the time I was so angry and livid. I'm like, I'm not going to make the same mistakes. And I feel like that's very cliche that everybody's like, I'm not going to make the mistakes that my parents made, you know? Right. And, but as a kid, you think you have it figured out Mm -hmm. and then you grow up and you marry somebody usually not always, you can have kids without being married, but like in my situation, in your situation, we got married. Mm-hmm. So then you're making decisions with another person, which is a whole nother ballpark. You don't take that into consideration. You don't, you don't take that into consideration. Your and like, the biggest oh. thing for that for me was <laughs> na- naming my child. Yes, my I wanted child. to name my kids something my husband did not want to name. So it's like, <laughs> there goes that name out the window. Yeah. But anyways, it's all the same thing where it's like, that's just one of the decisions. That's just another decision you don't think about when you're a kid. When you're a kid, you're like, here's my list of names that I like that I want to name my future children. And then you grow up and get married and you don't use and any your of those names. Because like, your parents like, I Beto, hate Beto, yeah, Beto. Right. No, you're like, oh. That name sucks. Start yeah. over again. Every name I gave my husband, he was like, nope, that's a porn star's name. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. Or Let's it would be like, porn star no, names. that's... No, I'm not going to say the names in case somebody who's listening has their kiddo whose name's that. Because I know there's a name. lot of really cool that's names. True. And we, should, like, we can't no, talk about anybody's name. That's a porn star's name. Or it'd be like, that's well, so funny. that's my best friend's fraternity brother's next door neighbor's girlfriend's cousin's ex-girlfriend or right. whatever. Like, right. and it'd be like 19 degrees of separation. Yes. And he still didn't like he it. He still wouldn't. Wow. No, he wouldn't. He I remember hard. when we first, when we named our oldest, he, my family, everybody was very excited because he was the first Yeah, on both sides and they yep. were just throwing Same. names constantly. Names, 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 names. I didn't names, know we names. also had that in common. Yeah. That's another thing yeah, that we have do. in common. Yes. And the same but, thing happened to us too. Yeah. Names were thrown at us and we're like, okay. Right. No. I would join in on it because I just wanted him to like agree to something. He always said <laughs> no. like, let's figure this he out. He wanted it to be like the perfect name. Right. And so. That's so funny. One day he's the, he threw it out there mm-hmm. and everybody. Don't say it. I'm not going to say <laughs> it. But we almost did. everybody that was there, I had my sister was there, my cousin, um, their boyfriends at the time that are now their husbands. I think my mom was there. It was a big crowd. It was around yeah. like Thanksgiving. Right. And, or actually it might've been Christmas, but anyway. He was like, how about blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like, oh my God, yes, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's how you chose name. a name? Yes. Oh my gosh, was what the a only great story. The name my husband contributed. And I love the name, but. How <laughs> amazing that you like did if you, you did sort it. of bamboozled me a little bit. Like you right. made me wait and stew on it and just like want something from you. So bad that and you're like, And then you like, finally yes. gave me something. I was like, oh my God, I love it. It's perfect. I don't know if he like manipulated me or. <laughs> totally did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's where that's where you're actually an evil genius. (laughs) Maybe, maybe I don't know. Um, But yeah, so yeah, partners they they're they're they make things hard. 
Yes. They make things hard. So that's something you don't consider when you're a child. And then Mm -hmm. also you just like don't realize like all the decisions you make. And I'm not talking about like names, which are big decisions, I feel like. But like even the little ones like, oh, do you take your baby to the hospital if they have a temperature or not? Or do you, you know, wait it out? Or do you just call your pediatrician? Or do you, what doctor do you choose? Like just the everyday Mm -hmm. decisions that you have to make and being overwhelmed with, I remember when I was a new mom, I was just overwhelmed by everything. Cause I was like, you don't want to make the wrong decision. Remember as a young girl, I was like, I'm not going to make mistakes. I'm not going to be my parents. And I was so determined to be like a perfect parent that I was like overwhelmed with all of the little decisions that you have to make and you don't know what the right decision is. Right. And you, and then on top of it, you have a partner who might disagree where you think you do know the right decision. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. And then you're like, where do you go from there? So being a good parent is hard because there's so many moving factors. There's so many things that come into play. And again, it goes back to personality. I'm sure personality plays a big part of it. And my personality is perfectionist. So like, I just didn't want to do anything wrong, but you Mm -hmm. have to do things. So then you do make mistakes and it's inevitable. You make mistakes. That's what you learn when you become a mom. Yeah. I feel like the first thing you do is say sorry to your parents. I feel like I call my mom every day to say, I'm sorry. (laughs) Still, I'm still, I'm still making up for it. (laughs) Same, But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's part of it. It's like, you think that it's just easy and it's not. And, and there are people out there. Oh no, your video is not recording. Forget what we were saying, but oh my god, I just forgot too. It's <laughs> all right. We'll just start over. Um, Calling our moms, apologizing. Yeah, making just, the right choices. Oh, I was saying that there are moms out there, or parents, or dads, or whatever. There, there's people out there that do take the easy route, and you know what? For whatever reason, there are just parents out there that maybe become parents for the wrong reasons, or they just don't care. Mm-hmm. or they didn't bond to their kid or I don't know. I just know that there's parents out there that definitely or they're take busy, the easy or route. they're tired or, the, or they prioritize other things, mm-hmm. which is fine. I just think yeah, parenting is hard. It is really hard work. And unless you really want to be a good parent, I think it's really easy to give up and say, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do the easy. Well, especially if you don't have a partner that's aligned with you. Yeah. That can make that things so much it a lot harder. harder. Or if you have, many kids that are going through many different things Yes. at the same time. It's kind of, especially if they're all going through something at the same time. Oh my God. Like I feel we have three boys and there's never a moment of chill. In fact, when there is a moment of chill, that's when we're like, Oh God, what's about to go down? Like what's about to happen? Nothing's allowed to be okay. But what was I going to say? Oh, you know, this is another thing that that's that I want to bring up too. I feel like it's very on this topic. So like when I first had my first baby, his birth was a little, no, I don't want to say traumatic because I feel like everybody has traumatic births these days, but it was overwhelming. I was super exhausted. I had labor that went on forever. And then I ended up, I was planning on a home birth, but then I ended up in, hold on one second. I'm so sorry. I oh, know you're fine. So my birth was a little, um, traumatizing in terms of like, it was very difficult and things didn't go the way that we planned, which I know is pretty common these days as well. Um, I planned a home birth and then we ended up having it and my son in the hospital, but I was awake for, you know, longer than 24 hours. You're basically running a marathon. I only had an epidural at the very end. So, you know, I went through all of that exhaustion and 
when my baby was born, I literally passed out because I was so exhausted. And by the time I had gotten the epidural, my body went into uh, convulsions. So I was like shaking uncontrollably. Mm. My muscles were so sore when I woke up and not beyond like the stuff that happens. And so everything was just like crazy. And I started off motherhood completely exhausted, completely overwhelmed, a little traumatized. And then they hand you this baby and they're like, have fun. Good you know, luck. Here's how to swaddle. I'm sure you'll remember after we show you one time. And then you leave and you have this little baby. And my son didn't sleep through the night for the first five months until the pediatrician was like, you need to put him in the other room. And then it got better after that. But he literally woke up every two hours and I had trouble breastfeeding. So I was formula feeding, breastfeeding, then formula feeding, then pumping. And then by the time I was done pumping and rinsing everything out and lay down for 20 seconds, he'd wake back up and then it was start the two hour process all over again. I literally did that for five months. And I remember saying to my mom, why does anybody have kids? A, B, why mm -hmm. would I ever do this again? <laughs> and C, <laughs> can you die of sleep deprivation? Cause I literally felt like I was dying and it was exhausting and I didn't have as much help as maybe I needed. But when you're a new mom, you don't know any better. Mm -hmm. But I remember going to a Christmas party and one of the moms that I knew there was, she had older kids and she was like, it's okay. It gets better. She's like, it never gets easier because there it's like new challenges yeah. always. But she was like, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I didn't believe her. I thought she was full of shit and she was just trying to be nice mm -hmm. because I was in such a, tired, not normal human being place. Like, I don't even think you would recognize me if you saw me, how tired I was and like how overwhelmed and exhausted. But she was like, it does get better. And I held on to that, even though I was like, she's probably just saying that, but I held on to it and I got through it. And then you look back and you're like, you miss those times and all that stuff. But it's like holding on to that whole, like it does get easier, but in different ways. So like mm -hmm. when they're a baby, it's 24 seven care. You, nobody can take care of them except for you. And so it's not like they can take care of themselves, but then once they start to potty train and once they start to be able to dress themselves and brush their teeth and it's, it's easier. And I will say there's kind of like a window of like being a little bit easier. I feel like seven, eight is like a good age where they're like more independent. They're mm -hmm. still nice to you. Um, yeah. They kind of do things on their own. They still need supervision and stuff, but like, then it's like now they want to hang out with you. They want to hang out with you. Yeah. Still, lo mm -hmm. still loving, still kind. Sometimes can be a little bratty. Like they're like, I feel like they get testing that from school. the limits. A little bit of testing, but mm -hmm. then once they get older, like our oldest, now we're dealing with like the preteen crap, which really is like teenage years, but dialed down a little bit. I feel like yeah, so it gets worse. And then you're, and then I hear because we don't have teenagers yet, but I hear once they become teenagers. You're constantly worrying about them and it's just like, there, there's always something, right? Yeah. It's never nothing, but we have three kids. So even though my youngest is at like that perfect age, <laughs> we're dealing with two older ones that mm. have all the stuff or whatever. Well, and it, that there's different stages, but it's perfect. I think for your firstborn, but not necessarily perfect for years. Like, so my second right. born seems to be a little bit younger in age of what you're saying of that perfect age. And then yeah. I have like I'm a sure six year old who's sort of in kids. that sweet spot, but I can tell that he's, 
on he's that like way out. in a hurry to be a teenager. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Cause he's, and that's the hard like, thing about six. the youngest. Be six, yeah. but he can't be because no, he has older siblings. He's got older brothers that yeah. he wants to be just like, and he thinks they're right. Great. And then he doesn't understand that he can't have something but the other two might, yes. or the oldest might. And that's, it's a really big, that's, that's a huge struggle. A huge challenge. That yeah. I think is the hardest part for me on being a good mom is consistency across um, across the board yeah. based on the appropriate, like what they should be allowed to have at their appropriate ages, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that goes with like video games, yes. bedtime, right. going, you know, out staying with buddies mm-hmm. or my oldest is allowed to stay home alone for a little bit. My six-year-old doesn't quite understand that. Like <laughs> he still has to come with enough. me everywhere. So he's like, what, what Why do you does mean? he get so to stay like, home? Yeah. The temper tantrums are real with my six-year-old because mm-hmm. of what my older two yeah. get. And that's, that's hard that it's, I'm tired. <laughs> it's tiring. And, yeah. You know, but you have to do it because the expectation is still that you will be a polite, responsible young man and mm-hmm. you're not ready to stay home alone. You're six. Mm-hmm. You There's still a lot that you have to learn. Do you think he's more ma- mature, though, than your oldest was? A hundred percent. Yes. I think so, he's more mature than my oldest is now. So that's where like, I feel like the rules can change a little bit for them on certain things. Obviously, sure. there's some things that people are going to say are a hard no or not yet or at a certain age, but. But I've noticed that with my youngest too, where it's like, he's just more mature because he's around older kids than, than my oldest was at that age. And personality plays a big role, Mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Because at least my middle child is not going to be responsible. It's like the oldest and youngest, but. My oldest and youngest also. Yeah. Are the most responsible. My youngest is the most likely to survive the zombie apocalypse right we've talked about we this. do talk about this a lot he <laughs> we talk about he the can zombie cook for himself apocalypse. he can he knows how to make mac and cheese he right. knows how to crack eggs and like cook on the yeah, stove he's he, a survivor if there's no toilet paper he knows where it's at yeah. like he just he figures it out he figures it out and he he'll ask for my help which is kind of a blessing and a curse like i don't want to break that spirit i'm so proud of him mm-hmm. i think it's really great i wish my other two were as efficient and responsible. Right. Um, but because there's three of them now, not just one, I don't hover over him like I did when I oh only had one. Yes. Or so different. Third child, you're like, yep, figure you're it like, out. Yeah, you're bye. good. You got this. You're, <laughs> your binky dropped we'll on the floor, throw some water yeah. on it. You're fine. Right. Get out of here. Right. <laughs> I and because of that, he's like a bigger hustler than the others are mm-hmm. and a survivor. And yeah. So I probably could leave him home alone for the weekend and he'd be fine. Right. Like he's my home but alone But if somebody kid. found out you left a six-year-old, it would be like, oh my God. But but that's but that's just the way that it is by design. Yeah, for I the record, like. I don't leave my six-year-old at home alone. Right. <laughs> but she's saying she could. Yes. And which is what we talked about. Just because about, of but. how responsible he is right. and how efficient he is right. at life skills. Well, and I used to talk about this when we did child fatalities, but like some 12-year-olds are responsible and you can do X, Y, and Z with them, or you can talk to them about Mm -hmm. certain things that they'll be able to understand. But then you have some 12 year olds that are super immature, that can't be responsible for anything. You can't trust them. They don't understand things. It's just the maturity level of the child. So it's not always an age thing. Yeah. And personality obviously plays a big role, but I think birth order does. Mm -hmm. And I think parenting style does. I mean, there's so many, again, moving parts to being a parent mm-hmm. that you don't think about when you're a kid saying that you're going to be the perfect parent, but 
beyond that, it's important to consider all those factors and nobody should be judging anything that we're talking about unless they have the identical family that we have. So, well, and the fact is, is I get it wrong every single day. Right. Well, and And you make mistakes. That's normal. Yes. I I do make mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, you're probably not trying. Yeah, I guess so. Lord knows I make them every day. Sometimes I apologize to my kids because I'm a little extra mean or harsh, I guess, on certain things. But I think that's important. And I think I'm, I, I, I'm big on apologizing if I, if I'm in the wrong or I, you know, I, I, I do this a lot with my oldest only because to your point earlier, you, they don't come with an instruction manual, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't know what we're doing when they hand you this baby that you have to take home and take care of. Right. And so, you know, two days in a year in five years in 11 years in 20 years. And you just, you don't really know what you're doing with your firstborn. You're kind of figuring it out with yeah. your second board. Cause you have experience you ruin, you now, ruin right? the first <laughs> and you make all your mistakes on it. So the third <laughs> by the time so or, true, or beyond will be like your perfect children. But hopefully I do make a lot of mistakes because I, I want to keep my, my kiddos safe mm-hmm. like any parent does. And I struggle with how soon is too soon to give them more freedom and flexibility. And so my husband and I actually talk about this a lot, especially lately, like an easy example is bedtime, you know, Mm -hmm. like he, can I stay up a little bit later? Can I go watch a show in my room? And this is something that my husband and I don't always see eye to eye on. We don't get into a fight about it or anything, but he'll say, no, it's bedtime. You have to go to bed. And I'm like, quietly, you know, privately to my husband, but he's, getting older. Like we have to start giving him responsibility so that when he does get it, he doesn't go, you know, balls to the wall crazy because yeah. he finally got a little bit of freedom. Yeah. So if it's staying up late and taking his iPad to bed, then so be it. But I think there always has know, to be a balance. There has to be a balance. And so, and so I'll use the example and I'm totally going to get judged probably for talking about this, but no judgment. here. I, I partied hard in high school. That's when I drank alcohol. That's when I, hopefully mm-hmm. my kids are not listening to this, but, um, we went really hard. I feel like in high school, literally from freshman to senior year, mm-hmm. like that's, we did a lot of that. Yeah. And in my personal opinion and don't attack me, but my personal opinion is I'd almost rather my kids party like that in high school when they're still in my house. I still have an eye on them. I know where they are versus, and they're with other children, yeah. high schoolers versus college years where they're with who knows what adult could be a 40 year old adult hanging out with college. You don't know what adults are there, um, 20 plus or whatever. And I'll never forget. So when we were graduated, we went, me and my girlfriends went to, um, a dorm in California. I'm trying to remember what it's called. We didn't go to the university, but we went to Grossmont, which is the community college. And it's one of the rare places where you can like attend the community college and actually live in the dorms on campus. And we did. And (laughs) We didn't want to pay out of state tuition because we're from Arizona, but we, when we got there, we like the first few nights of being like in the dorms, kids were ripping off their clothes and running through the halls naked, getting wasted and like puking their brains out. And we felt so, or at least I did, I felt so mature compared to them because this was the first time their parents let them off the leash yeah, and they had no idea how to behave. So they went crazy basically. And I looked around like, you guys are idiots. See you later. (laughs) I did all this already. Like, what are we still doing this for? But that's just how it was because of what we had done at a younger age. And, And I'm not saying that everybody's like that, but I think it's because 
you need to have balance. And maybe my parents and my, trust me, my parents tried really hard. I was a really bad teenager, but (laughs) they like laid down the law. They did crazy things to be strict with me. Um, I was punished all the time, but because I don't want to make it seem like my parents didn't care. They didn't try. I was a very unruly teenager and very stubborn and I did what I wanted. But those kids that got to college, like if you don't give them like to your point, some freedom, sorry, I have something in my eye. Um, If you don't give them some freedom when they're adults or going to college, (laughs) considered adults, they don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know how they don't have like they don't know how to have boundaries. They don't know when to be like, okay, this is enough. Like, I think that's where we're like teaching them how to have those freedoms, mm-hmm. but under our watchful eyes, our watchful eyes. Yeah. And I think that that's important. I think there does need to be balance too, because I tend to be like strict about certain things. And then my husband's very good at like balancing me and like reeling that in a little bit. Because I get like, so like, this is how I feel about something and I don't want to let up on it. And then he loves playing devil's advocate, but not even that. It's more like, like he'll, like the story, for example, I'm kind of strict about like food that we bring into the house and what my kids have access to. But like he, what grew up, my husband grew up in a house where they didn't have soda and soda. I feel like was a big thing for us when we were growing up. Like, I just feel like Coke and Pepsi were on every advertisement and it was just a huge thing. But anyways, so he would go to his friend's house in middle school and he would like chug eight Mountain Dews because they had soda in their house and his mom wasn't around to say, no, you can't have that. So he like went crazy and still to this day, he drinks soda and struggles to like give it up. But it's like, if he had had more balance and maybe they had it in the house sometimes, yeah, not all the time, but maybe he would be better at controlling that yeah. urge to like go crazy. But it reminds me of the alcohol thing too, where it's like, Oh my God, freedom. Like let's go do everything yeah. that we can. And like, you're under, you're not under the helicopter anymore, but I don't know. What do you think about Yeah. It? So that I have a very similar experience to your husband's, but I, my parents were divorced. I mentioned mm-hmm. that earlier and I lived with my dad for a period of time during middle school and a little bit of high school. And he was very, very strict. We weren't allowed to do anything. I mean, last minute parties that was not allowed. I was not allowed to go to a party. It was not allowed to. Like as a teenager? As a teenager. Yeah. yeah it was just like a hard no. We mm-hmm. were in the house when the lights. That's what my parents were doing. And I would sneak out. A hard no. Well, <laughs> I was so bad though. So fast forward to yeah. when I turned 16, I went to live with my mom and mm. she gave me a little bit of freedom, just a little bit. She yeah. was not a mom that didn't care. She cared very, very much, but she didn't stand a chance with me because she gave me an inch and I took 10,000 miles. Right. But so, is that because mm-hmm. you, it was so strict up until that point? Yeah, I think so. I think it was, I got a little taste of freedom and then I was maybe afraid that it would get taken away again. Or I I don't know exactly what it, why it, I I just. You just did it. Unleashed all hell. My poor mom, (laughs) I I call her a lot to say, I'm sorry. Right. But yeah, so, and I don't, she didn't really stand a chance because then I did sneak out and I did get in trouble a lot. And I I actually, um, gosh, I I would smoke and drink at school, even I did bad things in high school. Wow. Um, but I thankfully had a mom who was also really understanding and kind and 
helped me through this journey, although I know she was angry and hurt a lot and she did everything that she could. And she did a lot of things that I know hurt her more than it hurt me. Here's your your parents coming out. Because it's harder to be a good parent. And so she had to do some really terrible things to sort of get me back on track and and in line. And thank God she did that because I was able to turn it around. It took quite a few years to do that, but I was able to turn it around. And it was... I think truly because I didn't have that balance. I never was given Mm -hmm. that freedom, that little bit of freedom. So I go back to like my son and wanting to stay up later than his little brothers. He should, he's 11, he's almost 12. Like he should be able to start taking responsibility of when it's time to go to bed. Right. And no, I have the expectation that I have to get up at 7 Mm a.m. for school. Mm -hmm. So if I choose to stay up until 11 p.m. or midnight or whatever, then- I still have to go to school no matter what and do my best. And the expectation is that I get good grades right. and I do. So I'm, so I'm going to give them a little bit of freedom. And has that, have you done yeah. that and it's worked? Yeah, there are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely. Has we've worked. done that so, too, <laughs> but he's very responsible. So, well, my oldest is too, but I think he is not, so, and I don't know, and maybe we can discuss this and this is a great place to do it on the podcast, <laughs> but cause with my oldest, he's very responsible too and a rule follower, but he, will stay up later mm-hmm. and then he won't wake up in the morning. And then I'm like, if you're gonna stay up late and yeah. not be able to get up for school, then we're not going to do that. And it's tough because like our school systems are backwards. And I know there's like a whole website and movement to do this, but like the younger kids start later than the older kids. Yeah. When the older kids need more sleep and the younger kids are up at 5 a.m. Yeah. or 6 a.m. already and their school doesn't start for well, and they're three doing more sports hours. Or band practice in high school until right. like nine or 10 and o'clock. And there's so at many night. after they're school so, things yeah. and social activities that they need to be doing, I think, and be a part of. And it just doesn't make sense to like, let's start them super early when they're going to be sleeping and not getting enough sleep. And it's so there's literally a whole movement out there to change this because high schoolers start even sooner. Right. Which is a whole hour earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's so backwards. And I was one of those kids that had a hard time waking up in the morning. I remember when I had to have zero hour and I like failed because I couldn't wake up. It was so hard um, to get up that early. It was like before the sun came up and I'm like, eh, I'm a teenager. Like, no. And I had and I worked at a (laughs) coffee shop that closed at midnight. Like, is that smart for a teenager? No. And that's the other thing. Teenagers have jobs or at least when I was a kid, they did. I don't know if they do anymore, but they're all influencers now. Yeah, they're all influencers. So, um, good for them. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> good for them. Bless their hearts. <laughs> but I don't know. So, <laughs> but back to what I was saying is, so you're you're talking about giving more freedom, mm-hmm. and in our situation, we tried because our kids are the same age pretty much and it didn't really work. So we're kind of back to going to yeah. bed early. Obviously, later than his brothers, but like. Um, my younger two have recently been asking to wake up and my surprisingly youngest who gets up the earliest does okay with getting less sleep. Oh, if he goes to bed okay. later, he's, he's doesn't have meltdowns, but yeah. my middle child and my oldest, um, they are like train wrecks if they don't get good sleep. Yeah. And I don't want to deal with mine that. are train wrecks. If oh they my don't God. Get a good night I'm sleep. like, if, and then you just mm-hmm. want the day to end because you can't wait for them to go to sleep and get yeah. to sleep. And <laughs> I'm just like, is it worth it? So I think response or um, freedom needs to be paired with responsibility. Totally. And I, th- I personally think like one of the hard things as a parent is giving our kids more responsibility 
mm-hmm. as they get older. And I'll use the example of my middle son because it just popped in my head, but he is awful in terms of like neediness and like, I don't know if it's manipulation. He is a very stubborn kid. He's going to be an amazing CEO one day. He's a hard (laughs) kid to parent, but I know if we parent him now, he's not going to be a delinquent. He's going to be a success story, but he's, he's difficult and he's difficult all the time and he's never gotten easier, but he wants us to like butter his toast or put cream cheese on a bagel. And I'm like, you're nine years old. You can do this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like he fights us on having responsibility, you know, but yeah. as he gets older, if he doesn't have that responsibility paired with the freedom, then I feel like he's going to be one of those kids that goes crazy when they get freedom because yeah. they've never had to be responsible for anything. And I really am a huge believer of like the more responsibility a kid can have, the better, like being responsible for being on time, being responsible, doing homework. And we talked about homework on the dyslexia, um, the previous episode that we did, and we'll probably talk about it more, but like that, those are just things that are harder, but it doesn't matter what it is. I don't think, I think it's, if it's, you're just giving them responsibilities, then it goes a long way for having, helping them in terms of, but it's hard to give up that responsibility. Like mm-hmm. I'll pick up their socks in the living room because it's just easy. It's driving you crazy. Cause it's easier yep. than it's making easier to them do, do it. it. Yourself right. Then to, that's right. why it's and, harder to be a good parent. If he asks me to do it 50 times, you I'll do it because. Have them do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But they I'll do it do sometimes. It. And now I'm like lately, cause, and that's the other thing. My husband and I are not on the same page about it. So I'm like, you can't, he, cause he'll go to my husband and be like, now you do it and he'll do it. And I'll come out and I'll be like, oh, I said no 50 times. And you just gave in to him. And now we're back at square one. So it's hard to be consistent. Well, they leave that part out when they go to dad. Like, right. Oh yeah. Hey dad, can you butter my toast? Yeah. I asked mom 50 times and she said, no, no. So right. they know. Right. Cause they They're know master and manipulators it's really hard to be like a united front. Me and my husband struggle with that, but I know a lot of parenting experts say, don't let them know you're not on the same page. No, but we, we they'll use are it against not on us. the same page. So not all the time. Sometimes, not all the time. sometimes you're not on the same page, but most of the time um, you are, you're good at communicating things. I feel like to each the other. older the kids, it kids get the harder it is for us to be on the same page about things. Yeah. Which is a whole nother thing. Well, cause we're not going to the park anymore every what is, day. What is that? Playing at the park. That was like our biggest decision. Right, what, do right, we go to the zoo right. or the park? Right. And now it's, do we give them a cell phone or mm-hmm. not? Do they play grand theft auto or not? No, 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 no. Yeah. I, that, those are the conversations I have every day in my house. Yeah. Can I stay up later? Can I go to bed with my iPad? Can I have a TV in my room? Johnny has a TV in his room. Why can't I? Like, yeah. Well, I don't know about Johnny's parents. Every family has different values. Right. Different rules. Right. Different things that they think are important. So it's not the same for everyone. No. But the other day we were talking and you, I, we had talked about responsibility. I like that you brought that up because we're trying to give all three of my boys. And I know that you're trying to do that too. I think you are really good at giving your kids responsibilities and I mean, and we try chores and stuff. I think it's that an ongoing so process, right? Cause it's harder to be a good parent yeah, because <laughs> every day it's a challenge again and again and again and keep doing it and not it's, let up because one day yeah. and it's not going to be anytime soon. Oh, It'll be when they're grown so and when they have a family of their own and they're instilling those same values and expectations in their kids and their families, that's mm-hmm. when you know it will have paid off. But when we were talking 
you were talking about having like a checklist. So like yeah. I have to remind my kids every morning. Yes. Brush your teeth, brush yes. your teeth. We were actually late to coming to this podcast recording today because I have, my oldest son is still on winter break and he didn't brush his teeth. He lied to me about it. Mm. And then I checked and I was like, go back and do it. And I checked again and he didn't, he says he did it, but he, I know he didn't. So I made him go back. Is dry. Right. And then I'm Don't pretty sure he secret. like went to the bathroom and Turn on the water because yeah. he came back and it still wasn't done. I was like, dude, it could have been done by now. Yeah. But like you were talking about having this checklist, like when you get up and you, mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning, you have this checklist right by your door and it's, did I brush my teeth? Did yeah, I it's the best. put my clothes on? Did I so clean I my room? So I got that Is idea my bed um, from my cousin who uh, works with special ed children and in middle school. And she was like, yeah, I had the same problem with my kids at, I guess at school or something where she was like, you have to ask them 8 million times. But Mm -hmm. if you give them a list and you say you can't watch TV or you can't go to school or you can't go to friends or you can't do this, you know, like whatever it is until you do this list, then it's so much easier because you don't have to say it 50 times. And we've used the list and it's hard to be consistent because there's weeks where we'll do it every single day. And then there's times where, we forget or we're busy or we wake up late or we, you know, whatever it is, but we have an AM and PM list. And so it has simple things like that, like brush your teeth, make your bed, pack your water bottle, um, get your folder for school, make your lunch, whatever it is. And then PM is like, put this stuff away, do your homework, stuff like that. And then you don't have to ask them 50 times. You just have to say, make our jobs easier as parents. Did you finish your list? Yeah. Did you finish your list? And how's it going? And that's it. So when you're consistent with it, how's it going? I mean, it's nice because, well, no, we've had a lot of issues with it, but it is nice because I'm not having to ask them so many times. But what I was thinking of when I just said that was that like the kids will sometimes mark something off before they do it. Cause I plan on doing it oh, or I'm about yeah. to do it. And I'm like, no, you, you're not the, the rule is you have to wait until you've done it. Otherwise you can't mark it off. Right. Well, I know I'm going to do it soon or whatever. So we've gone through that. Cause I'll go through the list and be like, oh, you didn't do this. So it's taking like working out those little kinky things. But, um, other than that, it's been really helpful. And some kids do better with that than others. And I think my youngest is amazing. Like he'll get up and now he's like memorized the list. Mm -hmm. So he's just like in his head, he's like, I have to take out the trash. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do that. And he does it. And then he comes to me and I go check and there, all the stuff is done. Like he doesn't need a list anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my other two, my difficult ones are still struggling with like checking it off before they do it or those types of things, but it's been hugely helpful because I have three kids. So if I'm on top of these three kids having to ask everybody to pick up their shoes or do whatever over and over and over again, it doesn't work. You'll have no more time. It's exhausting. Right. So I love that tip that she gave me and you can use it too. just make a list, get it laminated, use a dry erase, marker or whatever. Um, We can make one too and put it on our, we could like an upload. We can upload it. We could do that. Download it. I mean, I yeah. literally just penciled something and yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, but I think it's so, so good to have an example. Taking responsibility and accomplishing things makes them feel really good. It's really yes. good for their confidence. Well, that's and what I forget frustrates that me about my middle son, where he's like, yeah. "Just do it for me." It's almost like that's his love language. It must be acts of service because <laughs> if I don't do it, it's like the end of the world. But I want to be like, "You're going to feel better you about feel, yourself yeah. if you know how to make your own bed, if you know how to clean your own room." Like if mom's not always doing it for like I grew up with kids where like their parents did everything for them. 
Yeah. You know, and it gets a little nutty where it's like, well, some then, people then are built grown, for that. I am not grown adults and their parents are still doing everything or they're, for them. They marry a wife who does everything or they for marry. A, yeah. Right. And then the wife hates them or resents them because they're not helping, but that's how they grew up. Yeah. So it's like, I really want my teach my kids. And we've started doing this too, where my oldest, and we haven't done it for a while, kind of gotten off track, but he was making dinner once a week and he's 12 mm-hmm. and it's something simple, but I'm overwhelmed with dinners. I'm sure every mom is. I mean, yeah. now my husband, I brought him in and he's like, oh my God, this is so hard trying to decide what to make for dinner. I'm like, see, see what I deal with? See? And also <laughs> when you like slave over a new recipe for an hour and the kids are like, I don't want what it. What is this shit, I mom? don't want it. I'm going to bed hungry. Okay, bye. Sometimes they actually gag at the table. Oh my God, that's awful. By table, <laughs> I mean kitchen island. <laughs> <laughs> kitchen island. <laughs> we try to eat at the table. I mean, but usually it's, it's similar. Silent. That's not bad. If you're all together, I think that's what matters. We're all together. Not distracted. About 72% of the time. That's good. I think it's good too. That's good. Yeah. So we're. Because that's better than us lately. It's hard with sports. Yeah, and, and Austin's doing two jobs. <laughs> My husband's working two jobs. So that's yeah, hard. That is hard. But <laughs> um, well, life is hard. On. There's homework. There's. Right. There's more than one of well, them. Well, that's what I think the hardest part about there's, parenting is there's always moving parts. Yeah. It's always extracurricular activities. Always changing. Always changing. So the kids are changing, you're changing, and your dynamics are changing, their activities are changing, the requirements are changing. We're getting older. Yeah. And tired. <laughs> We're tired. Getting old and tired. I know. No. My house is a mess. I'm getting younger and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I try to like always speak positive. Um, but it is, it's exhausting and the list definitely helps. Yeah. So, okay. So we're 17 days into the new year. Okay. And oh, yeah. I know we wanted to talk a little bit about mom's new year's resolutions, but we don't really have any, but this could be a good one. 17 day in revolution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or not revolution. revolution? <laughs> I'm planning a revolution. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Resolution. Um, a 17 day in New Year's resolution. Yeah, uh, as a mom? As a mom. Like a parenting resolution. Yeah. I'm going to take this list that we're going to post today and I'm going to, for the next seven days, make my kids follow this checklist every day. And then I'm going to report back on our next podcast oh, how it went. That's your resolution? That's my New Year's resolution. I love it. And I know it's going to be hard, but being a good parent is hard. Yes. But I think that you have to do the hard work so that, like I always say to my kids, Hard roads lead to easy lives and easy lives lead to hard roads. Yeah, yeah. And they hate hearing me say that all the time, but I don't want them to take the shortcut or just give up on something because it got hard or right. because they well, didn't feel like they doing say it. All these kids are suffering from mental illness and stuff because yeah. their lives are too easy and then they become adults and everything falls apart. But they don't apart. think their lives are easy. That's so sad. That's the saddest part about this. We live in a weird time in this world. It is, but... These little things that we see, these little wins, like when I, over the holidays, my oldest son, who never wants to cook with me ever, mm-hmm. came into the kitchen and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm browning some butter. I'm going to make Rice Krispie treats for the family. And he was like super interested in what I was doing. And then he's, he was like, browning the butter. What does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. Let me tell you. Amazing. It's like going to caramelize this <laughs> butter and it's become nutty. And it's going to be so amazing. Sounds amazing. It's so good. Oh my God. If you haven't brown butter, you should always brown butter mm-hmm. in all of your baking stuff. And also fall dishes. It is, it's so, so, so good. But he showed interest in doing it. And then he started browning the butter and he was like getting excited when it started turning brown, mm-hmm. which seems weird and 
odd that I would get really excited about his excitement over it. Yeah. But like he was showing interest in something that we're doing. And all right. So he was getting very excited about the butter turning brown and mm-hmm. I was getting excited. And he ended up making the whole entire recipe with me. And he felt so good. Yeah. Once we put this, like we make, we brown the butter and then we melt the marshmallows. And you then we feel have to, a sense of accomplishment. Like, right? I can't believe we made this. Like this is so, I was like, yeah, buddy, don't just buy them at the grocery store. Yeah. Turns out. But that's true about everything. So awesome. Like you're more yeah. proud of something when you do it yourself. Totally. Right? So if we give them this list, right, that they have to check off. Yeah. They're going to feel empowered. They're going to feel accomplished. They're going to probably get up earlier. I bet. They're going to know what they have to do. They're going to have a purpose. And I think kids and thrive I think they in structure. Need that. So let's see. I'm going to put I'm going to put it to the test this week. Do it. And see, and I know it's going to be hard and they're going to cuss me out. Well, they're not allowed to cuss, but they're going to in their minds and you'll know it by the look on their face. Well, my little one, well, he tells me I'm evil sometimes. Oh my god. You're the most evil mom in the whole wide world. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Ouch. He scares me sometimes. Yeah. Well, he'll out-survive you in a zombie apocalypse. So <laughs> I'll still pick him first. Yes. Okay. So that's okay. what we're going to do. It's hard to be a good mom. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to really work hard to be a good mom this week and do my checkoff list, give okay. them responsibility and hold them accountable. And I'm not picking up the socks. Oh my God. It's so hard. It's not Only happen. because I ask 50 times first and they don't do it. And I'm sick of looking at it, mm. but I'll try to be better about that. Yeah, I'm going to be better too. And I'll report back. Because, and honestly, this all goes back to something we said earlier. Like if we raise them right now, their lives as adults is going to be easier. So much easier. And they'll be able to handle things on their own and be responsible and know how to handle their freedom and work things out and problem solve. And so it's just, and you don't want to wait till it's too late. No. Once they're teenagers, pretty much out of the house because they don't care what you say anymore. They care what their friends say. Yeah. And it's just, it's too late at that point, I feel like. So. Okay. And then what am I doing? Am I just, what am I doing? You are going to be consistent (laughs) for the next seven days. Also, we'll do this together. You're going to hang your laminated signs up. Okay. By the doors. Okay. And you're also going to do it. And then we'll. Report back. Report back. Okay. Maybe our houses will be cleaner. Well, I hope as so. a result. That's part of why of I implemented this list because yes. I'm like, I'm so sick of doing everything. I am too because I'm tired. To do stuff. Well, I feel like I vacuum the house 800 times a day because we have all tile and so you could see everything. Mm-hmm. But that's on their list. They have to vacuum a room like every day. And I don't care if it's clean or not. Like if they already did it, yeah. you know, and it's still clean, mm-hmm. do it anyways because I'm the one otherwise that gets stuck doing it. So, all right. It's good for and them. You mamas out there, you do it too. And don't give up because being a good parent is hard, but you're not alone. Yes, you're not alone. And we're here we're for here. you. Please let us know in the comments if you've done it, if you have any questions. Or best practices. Yeah. Like what Whatever works you well want to say. You. Whatever. In your shit show of a home. Yeah. Or yeah. Like let us know if there's <laughs> something out there that we're missing. And awesome. And we're totally doing it all wrong. But we might be. We might be. We're the hot mess <laughs> express at all times. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for joining us and stay tuned for the next episode that we will be releasing next Tuesday. Take care. Bye. Bye.